good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hodnell. This is the Ken Hodnell Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Okay, what the old west in the most haunted city in the country. Somebody asked me why I mentioned El Paso's the gateway to the Old West. After the Civil War, a lot of folks had had to uh, find someplace else to go uh, from the Deep South. Came to El Paso. They could decide here whether to go further west or to go south into Mexico. Uh, A lot of folks... um, changed their name when they got here. And in those days, it was very easy to do that. Just start calling yourself something else. So when they died, nobody knew who they were except what they had said. So, literally, they fell off the planet. Well, today is November 15th, 319th day of the year. 46 days remain till the year's over with. The um, you all had asked me to do um, holidays and observances. This is National Raisin Bran Cereal Day, National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day, World COPD Day, I Love to Write Day, National Philanthropy Day. Give away what you got. That's the way to do it. National Spicy Hermit Cookie. (coughs) Excuse me. That came out of nowhere. National Educational Support Professionals Day. GIS Day. It's uh, from Urban Planet Disaster Relief. You explore the world like never before. It's known as Geographic Information System. Uh, from GPS systems to Google Maps. GIS is actually integrated into everything and makes our life somewhat easier. It's also National Recycling Day. National Drummer Day. National Butt Day. Steve Irwin Day. Human-Animal Relationship Awareness Week. Transgender Awareness Week, as if we needed any more to be aware. National Young Readers Day. Lung Cancer Awareness Month, National Children's Month, World Vegan Month, National Peanut Butter Lovers Month, Movember, National Epilepsy Awareness Month, National Native American Heritage Month, Manatee Awareness Month, National Pomegranate Month, National Novel Writing Month. The uh, somebody asked me not too long ago. Well, as I started to say, National Novel Writing Month is uh, an interesting uh, concept. Everybody thinks they've got a story, <clears throat> and many do. Uh, when I retired, uh, unexpectedly. I decided to start writing. I've got 60 books out. You can find some of them on Amazon under Ken Hudnall. And the uh, interesting thing about Novel Writers Month 
actually started uh, as part of a movement in San Francisco, no less. The uh, established in 1999, uh, the heart of the movement was in San Francisco, as I said. Unfortunately, San Francisco literally almost ceased to be thanks to uh, the unrestricted drug use and the homelessness and uh, the invasion of migrants. Uh, you know, Newsom has failed his state, in my humble opinion, but there are those that think he's the greatest thing since nice bread. It's also National Stress Awareness Day, National Cinnamon Day, Extra Mild Day, Scented Candle Day, Take Your Child to the Library Day, National Biographers Day, National Screenwriters Day, and National Young Readers Month. The uh, My first book uh, that I started reading has opened up an entirely new world that I was absolutely fascinated by. All righty. <clears throat> 655 A.D., Battle of the Windward, Pinda of Mercy is defeated by Aswilu of Northumbria. 1315, growth of the old Swiss Confederacy. The Schweizer Agidnossenschaft ambushes the army of Leopold I in the Battle of Orgarten. The uh, 1532 Spanish conquest of the Inca Empire, uh, commanded by Francisco Pizarro, Spanish conquistadors under Hernando de Soto, meet the uh, Inca Emperor Atahualpa for the first time outside the uh, Cajamarca, arranging for a meeting in the city plaza the next day. 1533, Francisco Pizarro arrives in Cusco, the capital of the Inca Empire, where they proceeded to destroy a uh, rather advanced civilization in many respects. 1705, the uh, Rakotsky's War of Independence. Habsburg Empire and Denmark won a military victory over the Kuruks from Hungary in the Battle of Zebo. 1760, the second built Castellania and Valletta is officially inaugurated with the blessing of the Imperial Chapel of Saras. 1777, American Revolutionary War. After 16 months of debate, the Continental Congress approves the Articles of Confederation. 1806, the Pike Expedition. Lieutenant Zebulon Pike spots a mountain peak while near the Colorado foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It was later named Pike's Peak in his honor. 1849, boilers of the steamboat Louisiana explode as she pulls back from the dock in New Orleans. Kill more than 150 people. 1864, American Civil War. Union General William Tecumseh Sherman begins his march to the sea. Started in Atlanta and ended up in Savannah. 1889, Brazil is declared a republic by Marshal uh, 
Diodoro de Fonseca as Emperor Pedro II deposed in a military coup. It was Pedro II, and uh, he was the Emperor of Brazil, who tried to get as many uh, former Confederates as he could to move to Brazil. There's still a, a uh, Confederate town in Brazil that, uh, last I heard, and I heard a lot about this when I was in South America, they uh, still raised and lowered the Confederate flag every day. 1917, Idus Kunta declares itself the supreme state power of Finland, uh, prompting its declaration of independence and succession from Russia. 1920, the first assembly of the League of Nations is held in Geneva, Switzerland. Also in 1920, the free city of Danzig is established. 1922, the at least 300 are massacred during a general strike in Guayaquil, Ecuador. 1928, the RNLI lifeboat Mary Stanford capsizes in Rye Harbor with the loss of the entire 17-man crew. 1933, Thailand holds its first election. 1938, Nazi Germany bans Jewish children from public schools in the aftermath of Kristallnacht. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Kristallnacht, it was um, also called the uh, Night of Broken Glass. Also, the November Pogrom. Uh, it was a pogrom against uh, Jews carried out by the Nazi Party's uh, SA parallel military and the Schutzstaffel, the SS uh, forces, along with some participation from the Hitler Youth and just general German civilians throughout Nazi Germany. The German authorities watched and did nothing to stop it. The name uh, Kristallnacht. Uh, Literally meaning crystal night comes from the shards of broken glass that littered the streets after the windows of the Jewish-owned stores and buildings were broken. 1942, World War II, Battle of Guadalcanal ends in a decisive Allied victory. 1943, the Holocaust, German SS leader Heinrich Himmler orders gypsies to be put on the same level as Jews and placed in concentration camps. Uh, 1951, Nikos Belionianus, along with 11 comrades, is sentenced to death for attempting to reestablish the Communist Party of Greece. 1955, the first part of the St. Petersburg Metro is opened. Taking a moment to address the uh, Communist Party of Greece, you know, the concept of communism, everybody owns everything, everybody has what they need, is great in theory, but in practice, you wind up with the same societal division you do in capitalism. You've got those that have everything and those that have nothing, and a small group in the middle. I mean, you can't tell me that uh, um, the premier or president of Russia Stands in line to go into stores to get his what he needs. No, everything's given to him. On a, lives in dacas and has a great life. Well, the average Russian is doing good to get through the winter. 1965, Craig Breedloves has a land speed record of uh, 966.574 
uh, kilometers per hour. That's 600.601 miles per hour. In his car, the Spirit of America at the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah. 1966, Project Gemini. Gemini 12 completes the program's final mission when it splashes down safely in the Atlantic Ocean. 1966, Pan Am Flight 708 crashes near Dalgau, Doberitz in East Germany, killing all three people on board. 1967, the only fatality of the North American X-15 program occurred um, during the 191st flight when Air Force Test Pilot Michael Adams loses control of his aircraft, which is destroyed mid-air over the Mojave Desert. 1968, the Cleveland Transit System becomes the first transit system in the Western Hemisphere to provide direct rapid transit service from a city's downtown to its major airport. 1969, Cold War. Soviet submarine K-19 collides with the American submarine USS Gato in the Bryant Sea. 1969, also on the Vietnam War. Washington, D.C., 250,000 to 500,000 protesters staged a peaceful demonstration against the war, including a symbolic march against death. You know, these are all well and good. But they literally accomplish nothing. But you've got activists who think it's it raises their status if they are seen to lead these marches. Nineteen seventy one, Intel releases the world's first commercial single chip microprocessor, the four oh oh four. Nineteen seventy six, Rene Levesque and the the Parti Quebecos takes power to become the first Quebec government of the 20th century, clearly in favor of independence from Canada. 1978, a chartered Douglas DC-8 crashes near Colombo in Sri Lanka, killing 183 people. 1979, a package from the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, begins smoking in the cargo hold of a flight from Chicago to Washington, D.C., forced the plane to make an emergency landing. 1983, Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus declares independence. It's frankly only recognized by Turkey. 1985, a research assistance engine with a package from the Unabomber addressed to University of Michigan professor explodes. 1985, the Anglo-Irish Agreement signed at Hillsborough Castle by British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and Irish Taoiseach Garrett Fitzgerald. 1987, in Brasov, Romania, workers rebelled against the communist regime of Nikolai Ceausescu. 1987, Continental Airlines Flight 1713 crashes during takeoff from Stapled International Airport in Denver, Colorado. Killed 25 people. 1988, Soviet Union crewed shuttle Buran makes its only space flight. Uh, 1988, Israeli-Palestinian conflict, independent state of Palestine is proclaimed by the Palestinian National Council. And actually what it was, was a front for the Hamas. Also in 1988, the first fair trade label, Max Avalar, is launched in the Netherlands. 1990, the Communist People's Republic of Bulgaria is disestablished and the new Republic of Governments instituted. 
1994, magnitude 7.1 earthquake hits the central Philippine island of Mindoro, killing 78, injuring 430, and triggering a tsunami up to 28 feet high. 2000, a chartered Anatol of AN-24 crashes after takeoff from Luanda, Angola, killing more than 40 people. Also in 2000, Jakarta officially becomes the 28th state of India, formed from 18 districts of southern Bihar. 2001, Microsoft launches the Xbox game console. 2002, Hu Jintao becomes general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party to New nine-member Politburo Standing Committees inaugurated. 2003, the first day of the 2003 Istanbul bombings in which two car bombs targeting two synagogues explode, kills 25 people and injures 300 more. 2006, Al Jazeera English launches worldwide. 2007, unfortunately, it's about on the level of CNN. It's propaganda for whoever's running the show. 2007, Cyclone Sitter hits Bangladesh, killing an estimated 5,000 people, destroying parts of the world's largest mangrove uh, forest, the Sidarbans. 2012, Xi Jinping becomes General Secretary of the Chinese Communist Party and a new seven-member Politburo Standing Committee is inaugurated. 2013, Sony releases the PlayStation 4 game console. 2016, Hong Kong's high court bans elected politicians Wu Wei Ching and Baguio Leung from the city's parliament. 2020, Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and secures his seventh driver's title, equaling the all-time record held by Michael Schumacher. And in 2022, world population reaches 8 billion. Unfortunately... It is um, 8 billion people and over 50% seem to want to come to the U.S. It's putting a strain on monetary assets. Now, one thing I wanted to address with all this going on in the world and it's interconnected is everybody has come with the the system, for lack of a better term. If there is a problem with, for example, almost everybody uses cell phones, but did you know if cell towers are attacked, cell phones quit working? Um, I have a booster for my cell phone. And unfortunately, it interworks with the internet. If the internet goes down, as it did not too long ago here, then the booster ceases to boost. So I went back to something that I, I enjoyed in my youth. I got a shortwave radio. And I discovered there's a whole other world out there. And with all the problems going on, you can't depend on what you hear on the news. Uh, for example, um, if you listen to CNN, President Trump was evil incarnate. 
because they had an agenda they were told they would push. But in actuality, people now are saying he was right on what he said. Uh, CNN has shown itself to be, um, shall we say, less than dependable. Um, so, uh, I got an early Christmas present from my wife, which was a Texan PL330 shortwave radio. You can hold it in your hand, um, but it picks up things on the other side of the planet. I also discovered you can get a shortwave radio for the internet. Now, if the internet goes down, so does it. But I was listening to uh, programs out of uh, Israel and Palestine the other night. Um, I haven't yet got familiar enough with what is on the uh, the shortwave to find the English language broadcast, but there are a lot of them. Um, years ago, when there was all the battling in Rhodesia, they had English language um, programming. And I discovered what I was hearing on the news media sometimes was 180 degrees different than uh, what I was hearing on the shortwave radio. In fact, some of the news media that we depend on lied about things that took place because it fit their philosophical, political agenda. Um, one of the worst uh, things for, uh, well, for peace and stability is the concept of political correctness that was, its champion was Hillary Clinton. And her idea of politically correctness is whatever was good for her, not what the truth was. Um, and, you know, she she ran for president uh, against um, Barack Obama. And let's face it, he's come out as, uh, shall we say, less than the optimum former president. You know, what's going on in the Middle East right now has divided, an already divided country. And the Israel's gotten a lot of criticism because they have relatively uh, enjoyable lives and the people of Gaza uh, live hand-to-mouth, subsistence-level living. And yet, Gaza gets hundreds of millions of dollars in aid from around the world. Where'd the money go? It went to Hamas. And the leaders of Hamas, the people who actually call the shots, don't even live in uh, what you would call Palestine or Gaza. Uh, the senior leaders live in... Uh, I think I read Dubai in very expensive penthouse apartments. So it would be, it would hit them in the pocketbook 
if the uprisings in uh, Gaza ended. And to them, uh, life is cheap, as long as it's not theirs. Well, on that note, we're going to go back to talking about some of the, the haunted locations. Um, we were talking about, uh, when we ended the show yesterday, Arendale uh, Lunatic Asylum which is in uh, Victoria in Australia. It was uh, well, it had quite a reputation. And within uh, Arendale was uh, J-Ward, which was uh, where um, I guess you could say criminal uh, lunatics were put and within uh, they tried to to present a front to the world of uh, enlightened uh, care for those who were in Arendelle but um J Ward, which is where they put the most, uh, shall we say, controversial prisoners, uh, that facility began life as a, uh, a goal, a jail. And there were three hangings here in the 1870s and 80s, all as punishment for the crime of murder. Uh, I've got a... Uh, an account of the hanging of a convicted murderer, Robert Francis Burns, which took place September 25, 1883. And uh, it says, Up John, the executioner, at once pinioned the prisoner's arms and placed the cap on his head. And Burns was let out on the scaffold, walked with a firm step, and took his place on the scaffold. Up John appeared to be nervous, and then adjusting the rope permitted the noose to bang loosely with the knot close to Burns' chin. Uh, Hangman's attention was directed to the bungle, and he merely pulled the noose more tight. Head warder Inken and stepped up, pulled the noose more tightly, and placed the knot at the back of his neck. If the knot wasn't at the right place, his neck wouldn't be broken when the uh, the trap door opened. Well, with the knot in the right place, death is instantaneous, and uh, Burns' vertebrae were broken and the windpipe was severed. Um, the deceased had left, actually left a written statement thanking the, the jailer for his considerate treatment. Well, the bodies of all three executed men were buried within the borders of uh, the Ararat Lunatic Asylum Complex, where they're still there to this day, interred in a standing position in an unconsecrated ground facing the, the goal walls and the superstition belief that they're uh, Restless spirits will be prevented from leaving their final uh, place of imprisonment. In fact, if you go visit J. Ward today, you can still see the memorial plaques dedicated to the memory of these condemned men. They're on the eastern wall of the exercise yard. And current Airedale lore holds that uh, 
Frost refuses to form on the graves of these three dead men, which may say more about the local climate than it does about the the ghostly activity of the occupants of the graves. You know, the, the quality of medical and psychiatric care delivered there was, uh, by the standards of modern-day medicine, best described as rudimentary and ineffective and in some cases actually verged on downright uh, barbaric. Then the conditions were poor, with some patients spending the entirety of their day naked within the confines of their, their cells, forced to, by necessity to relieve themselves on the floor. The food ranged from bland and poor in quality to utterly terrible. Experimental, experimental treatments such as electroconvulsive or shock therapy, as it's called today, and brain lobotomies uh, would also have been the norm for some of the less controllable patients. Airedale Mental Hospital continued the care for patients until 1993. Of course, J. Ward had closed in uh, 1991, and some female patients still housed there until 2001 when Airedale ceased to operate as a health care facility. Parts of that complex, such as J. Ward, were kept open to serve as a museum. And when stories of life within the walls of Ararat began to be told by volunteers and tour guides, the, the ghost stories soon made their appearance. Tour guides began to share, compare, and collect their stories, and soon became apparent that uh, far more was going on inside the old insane asylum than actually met the eye. One such story concerns a carved brick, which was kept on display upstairs in a specific spot inside the recreation room. And this particular brick was hurled most of the way across the empty rec room one day caused an unbelievable crash to be heard as it landed on the floor. And an increasing number of visitors reported the sensation of being touched and poked and prodded when nobody else was within touching distance. Sounds of disembodied cries and footsteps and voices became commonplace, as did sightings of dark shadow people, and in contrast, the ghosts of the guards and nurses who watched over the former occupants. That's why I said yesterday... Yeah, it wasn't that hard to get into Airedale, but it's very difficult to get out of it, apparently, even after death. On a balmy September night in 2007, investigators from the Melbourne-based paranormal research team Ghost Research International conducted their own investigation of the Ararat Lunatic Asylum. In a complex the size of Airedale, the layout means that buildings are scattered over a wide area, some tough choices had to be made regarding the best place to concentrate both investigators and recording equipment. The biggest challenge of any investigation, according to the the uh, member of the investigative team, but especially at Arendale, is trying to have the uh, access, the equipment, and protocols in place to display, uh, to create an environment in which any event can be fully documented from multiple sources. Based on its long and colorful history, the Ghost Research International team uh, chose to concentrate the majority of their time, attention, and resources on J-Ward, which, of course, had the most, uh, shall we say, um, unique atmosphere within the complex. Uh, cameras are situated to cover the stairs and entrance to the old kitchen down to the, on the basement level and the, the main cell block and the west wing on the ground floor and the main cell block itself up above on the second floor. May 25, 1872, 
Gaul prisoner Thomas Wall successfully hung himself in his cell on the second floor. Gosta Research International investigators uh, used this piece of historical fact to their advantage, putting a digital voice recorder in the same cell and leaving it running in hopes of recording his voice from beyond the grave. The uh, digital voice recorder was left running for just short of four and a half hours. When the uh, audio files played back, it was almost entirely unremarkable, except for a 30-second period during which uh, whistling noises clearly heard fading in and out. You know, when we did uh, an investigation of the uh, smelter here in El Paso, uh, got some unique uh, electronic voice phenomena. The, uh, you know, I, I knew the uh, folks that patrolled that particular area. <laughs> hmm. And once we were in, <coughs> excuse me, inside the facility, they pretty much uh, kept anybody else from coming in. And one young lady was running late, and she was stopped, and she told me later she was searched not once but three or four times. And frankly, had I been one of the law enforcement officers, I would have searched her too. Quite a, an attractive young lady. Now going back to this uh, whistling sound, the source of the, the noise couldn't be explained. Could it be the melancholy of whistling of a former occupant of the cell? Uh, normally, it would be tempting to attribute this whistling to one of the investigators or maybe a guide, but all were present accounted for at the time the, the whistling uh, was recorded, and they appear on the feeds from the uh, other three cameras. So there wasn't a human agency responsible for that sound. It was described as one of the most impressive pieces of evidence gathered during the investigation of the Airedale Mental Hospital. Affirming that a whistling, whistling recorded at uh, 10.59 p.m., the source uh, could never be ascertained. But he went on to say the digital video recorder cameras at the time documented there was nobody in the area. When taken on its own, the event was labeled as inconclusive. It was considered worthy enough to warrant further examination of the area and any further investigation. Certainly something took place. No question about that. Uh, Ghost Research International sets a high bar for what constitutes possible evidence of the paranormal. Their post-investigation report throws out a number of light anomalies and orbs on the grounds that can't be counted as evidence due to the Likelihood of them being easily explained away by dust particles and insects and other uh, mundane causes. One incident that appeared promising at first glance took place at the bottom of the kitchen steps in almost the exact same spot that uh, the former governor of the uh, facility uh, died of a heart attack. A sudden flash of light inexplicably illuminated the lower part of the staircase and it was successfully recorded on the remote camera covering the basement. And although there was some initial excitement concerning that light anomaly, the investigators uh, downplayed its significance. <coughs> they said it was a lack of collaborative evidence, only the data being from a single frame of digital footage from the digital video recorder. The nearby um, PIR showed no abnormality. 
Again, the balance of probabilities would state the cause was of a natural origin. And although rated as inconclusive on initial evaluation after more recent look, um, it was determined a natural cause was highly likely given it does appear consistent with the was a digital artifact, and knowing the camera concerned was a remote-controlled uh, motorized type. So at the end of the day, it was decided this was not paranormal. And although the EMF meter readings remained normal, observers in that area would go on to report unusual smells as the night went on, one of which was the odor of soap reported in the vicinity of the old bathhouse, and a feeling of such intense cold that it would induce shivering in one of the team members around whom uh, temperature fluctuations were successfully recorded. About three in the morning, investigators decided to conduct a, an exercise in provocation, uh, or perhaps we should better say enticement, trying to get the spirits to come out. A pendulum was used in an attempt to get answers to questions that the investigators would ask. And several times, the pendulum did appear to be responding. When one questioner requested any spirits present try to make a noise, they were rewarded with a tapping sound that uh, was not only heard by the investigative team, but was also successfully recorded on no less than three separate occasions. But maybe the most sinister occurrence of the evening took place at the conclusion of the vigil when all the investigators had left the building for a break with the exception of one solitary researcher who gamely volunteered to remain behind in a room that was close to the main control center. Very few people would be willing to spend even a couple of minutes alone in a haunted old building with the history of a place like Airedale, so uh, this young lady must certainly uh, did not lack for courage. But this investigator also had good reason to be feel secure. She knew she had lots of eyes watching out for her safety. And for those who are not familiar with the Control Center for Modern Paranormal Investigation, think of a scaled-down version of Mission Control for a space launch. Banks of monitor screens display the video feeds from multiple live cameras streaming in uh, both the visible light spectrum and the infrared or even thermal realms. In the case of the Ghost Research International setup, six infrared cameras and two thermal cameras were set up to cover all the areas surrounding the control center. Even something as tiny as a passing mouse ought to be picked up on one of the cameras if it strayed into the area. Well, with the majority of the team out of the building, all was quiet and peaceful. Then her eyes were drawn by movement. She looked up. The closed door to the room was ever so slowly opening. Of course, it, she was sure it had to be one of her colleagues. Maybe they'd forgotten something and came back to pick it up. Well, but looking downward to the gap between the bottom of the door and the concrete floor, there was one long, uninterrupted glow of light shining underneath it. No shadows to indicate feet. Nobody was standing there. But the door continued to open, and it slammed backward upon its hinges. She could see the room outside was completely empty. Snatching up her two-way radio, she put out a call to the rest of the team, and I guess you could say the cavalry came very quickly. 
converging on her location from outside, and they didn't find anybody along the way in and began the search. But when they completed investigating every room, the building was empty. Well, eager to review the footage from the array of eight cameras, the Ghost Research International investigators started to play back the video files on the digital video recorder. Now, there was no camera directly covering the door itself, although the surrounding rooms and corridors were heavily blanketed with uh, coverage. They thought maybe somebody, a living prankster, for example, was sneaking around. Maybe it was even a wild animal on the loose. Aaron, Aaron sees more than its share of possum activity. But if that was the case, then their form would have been captured on video. But there was nothing other than utter emptiness and silence. Well, maybe it was a draft or a breeze. The windows were closed, and it was a relatively still and calm night. Investigators enthusiastically threw themselves into trying to replicate the phenomena using body weight to throw the door forcefully open. But they were not able to accurately replicate the ear-splitting crash witnessed by the startled female investigator. They later learned that this room had been the scene of many unusual experiences in the past when other groups had come to investigate the building. Episodes of unexplainable nausea, sometimes accompanied by severe panic attacks, were the seemed to be the norm in that particular room. When the exhausted uh, team members packed up their kit and headed home just before daybreak, they had nearly 24 hours of video and audio data to review, not to mention more than 1,100 photographs to wade through in search of anomalies. But interestingly enough, the story doesn't quite end there. Their report that they uh, released concluded one of them team president jay ward reported an event they had a few days after that while lying in bed they felt hands grabbing them on time to stop the hands that were there was actually nothing there to stop the intensity of the touching only increased it was a perception that uh, this was an ex-prisoner of jay ward the panic state they began to wonder if it was a dream even though they now found themselves in the same situation they had dreamt that of being in their own bed Uneasiness continued for a few days afterwards with persistent thoughts of how real this dream had seemed. Although a totally subjective experience, you have to wonder whether this paranormal investigator was truly dreaming or whether something, maybe a remnant of a former inmate or a prisoner, had followed him home uninvited from the Airedale Mental Hospital. The... uh, The international team, uh, the Ghost Research International team leader, said, I personally would consider it most likely explanation of the event to be of a natural origin, uh, natural reaction to of the mind to unnatural stimuli, so to speak. He said, I wouldn't call it a dream either. It may have been uh, the mind's reaction to having thoughts of a recent Airedale uh, visit whilst being in a state between sleep and being awake. And although the Airedale campus had long had a reputation in the local area for being haunted, it gained far wider media attention uh, when it was one of the featured investigation sites for the TV show uh, Haunting Australia, which a team of paranormal enthusiasts, investigators, and an exorcist tried to uncover the mysteries contained within the walls of the old asylum. And the night chosen for the production crew for, by the production crew for the investigation happened to be the night of the full moon. Well, 
During the course of the show, Melbourne-based paranormal investigator William Tabone uh, recounts his uh, terrifying experiences within the confines of the old asylum. He was scratched on the back of his head by an invisible assailant, leaving two long, straight uh, abrasions which actually drew blood. The tech crew branch of the Haunting America team introduced a diverse array of devices and technologies to their investigation at Airedale. One of them included a Tesla coil used to generate high-voltage electrical fields, which some researchers believe may assist spirits in manifesting in the material world. Now, use of a Tesla coil is somewhat controversial and divisive among the paranormal research community. The TV show uh, Ghost Mine also went on to employ a Tesla coil, uh, after which one of the hosts of the show believed she saw a dark black mass moving across the room. But on the other hand, during a seven-hour Ghost Adventures live broadcast from the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum on the night before Halloween in 2009, a guest investigator attempted to use a Tesla coil contained within a mobile plexiglass cage to trap and contain a ghost. What was uh, instantly became the show's most controversial moment, the broadcast feed of this particular investigator supposedly uh, Getting an EMF meter yanked out of his hand by what he later claimed to be a poltergeist looked suspiciously like he'd simply thrown the EMF meter himself. So the question becomes, would a Tesla coil stir up a storm of ghostly activity for the haunting Australia team? Well, these ghost hunters who have conducted investigators at Airedale regard the men's wing as being one of the most active areas. Maybe because it was used to house some of the most mentally disturbed individuals in the entire institution. But in light of this, it made good sense to send one of the haunting America psychics into that particular part of the building, which had to be entered through a walkway that was nicknamed the Suicide Bridge. The uh, the second floor of that particular scene uh, was the scene of a number of inmate suicides over the years. Sensing and hearing a large crowd of people on the opposite side of the entrance door, psychic Raylene Cable was hindered by the sensation of a male prisoner lurking behind her, tugging her backward every time she got close to that door. She sensed that this spirit was pacing up and down the corridor in front of her and wanted to bar her from accessing the men's wing. And whoever this male spirit was, he was ultimately successful, causing Raylene to turn around and leave before she even went inside the second floor. Now, not to be put off, a male psychic was set to take her place. Former bare-knuckle boxer and psychic uh, Ian Lawman seemed to be overcome with a nauseating stench when he entered the men's wing. Footsteps recorded on his mounted camera and used in this particular episode showed him struggling not to throw up and also having a uh, hard time drawing breath. Well, two guides at Arendelle tell similar stories of visitors and staff alike who have suddenly felt extremely sick for no apparent reason while touring the complex. Some of them have even fainted, regaining consciousness a few seconds later, completely puzzled by the cause. Well, Lawman had got the shock of his life when the apparition of a female with electric blue eyes suddenly appeared in the diagonal viewing slit cut into one of the cell doors. Unnerved and startled, he ran. He said she was a psychopath who wanted to hurt me, he later said. What is to be his only encounter with this vengeful female ghost? Returning to the same location with a second paranormal investigator and, uh, in tow, the two men recorded the sound of a gasp or a loud exhalation of breath from an unseen source. 
Going back downstairs, the apparition appeared to Lama a second time, lurking behind the viewing slit of another cell door. Tour guides reported multiple ghost sightings concerning uh, a female patient who apparently uh, takes delight in jumping out in front of visitors and scaring them half to death. They thought this might be the same spirit that ambushed uh, Ian Lawman. Eyewitness testimony of psychics can be fascinating, but uh, doesn't constitute evidence unless it can be backed up by other more tangible sources. Now, the disembodied gasp captured on the second floor is a good example of objective supporting evidence, but more impressive still is what investigator uh, Garav Tirari uh, captured on his full-spectrum camera in one of the deserted corridors. Sandwiched between two empty and unremarkable photographs, the middle frame shows the distinctly humanoid form of a tall black shadow figure which seemed to be staring ominously right back at the photographer. Figures wearing a skirt or a frock coat of some kind, judging from the way its silhouette is composed. As evidence goes, this photograph is chilling and compelling. Hunting Australia team debates whether uh, Gorov uh, may have captured the apparition of Nurse Carey, the most frequently uh, reported ghost at Airedale. Numerous visitors and investigators have encountered her rest of the spirit prowling the corridors dressed in a pristine nurse's uniform. But unlike the sinister female spirit encountered by Ian Lawman, uh, Nurse Carey's uh, motives are far more benign. Her presence is more comforting and soothing as befits a member of the world's oldest healing profession. Well, if you can see this particular episode of Haunting Australia online and YouTube and might check it out. For writer Marty Young, the first weekend in October 2014 was set aside for, in his day planner for a creative retreat, opportunity to explore the myths and legends surrounding the infamous Herodale Mental Hospital, guided and accompanied by a, member of, by a number of experts and in the field of Australian paranormal research. Marty's uh, specialist genre is that of Haran Macabre, and his fiction has uh, been nominated for the prestigious Bram Stoker Award. He's founding president of the Australian Horror Writers Association, uh, better to unlock the, the mysteries of this haunted institution. In his write-up of what turned out to be a very successful weekend indeed, he described the everyday conditions endured by Airedale inmates as related to him by one of the tour guides. Some of the things that uh, have happened at Airedale in the past uh, were truly horrific. Asylum was supposed to have been a place of comfort, but not even a hundred years ago, our knowledge of uh, mental health was in its infancy. We knew nothing, and unfortunately, it was only because of what happened in places like Airedale we have the knowledge we do now. Even still, the list of atrocities goes on, leaving uh, incontinent severely retarded uh, patients naked in their cells where they'd be they'd defecate uh, wherever they wanted only for them and their cells to be hosed down at the end of the day surgical operations and human and human experiments performed without anesthetic while the next patient can hear it is they wait in a small cell connected to the operating room and worse watch it all through a peephole in the door rapes an abortion chair that got regular use Day pens in which uh, patients were thrown every day, regardless of weather, um, whether they'd die of hypothermia or perhaps heat stroke. A morgue that wasn't fit for a pig with heads left outside in the sun so the skin would dry and peel away. 
limbs tied to branches of trees in order to drain, and lobotomies performed to cure patients of any and all afflictions. Youngest patient lobotomized, according to the records, was a 12-year-old boy. Well, the Airedale tour guides had no shortage of spooky stories uh, that they could tell their guests. One such instance took place one evening when the guide was locking up cell doors prior to closing up the women's ward for the night. Suddenly appearing as if out of nowhere came the sound of running feet pounding along the floor of the corridor in which the, the tour guide stood. The uh, footsteps are coming straight at him. Well, this particular corridor appeared to be divided by a uh, sturdy door. The footsteps ceased, only to be instantly replaced by the sound of a violent hammering on the opposite side of that very same door. So the question became, could this be the residual noises of a long-dead inmate battering with fists and feet on a desperate attempt to break her way out to freedom? Whatever it was, tour guide told Marty and her group, uh, and his group, uh, was hitting the door with such brutal force it was making the wall shake. It's playing considerable greater bravery than most people would have uh, shown. The guide opened the door and peeked around it. The corridor was empty. Well, there are many, many stories. We could probably do hours of stories about uh, this facility. But uh, now we've come to the end of the day show. Tomorrow we'll come back to uh, the Linda Vista Community Hospital in Los Angeles. See what uh, interesting stories come from there. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.